This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating in locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. Hey everybody and welcome to this edition of Let's Talk Adult. I'm Jim Williams and you know, this is where you come for intelligent talk about sex. And um, you know, one of the outstanding opportunities we've had here so far is to interview some of the best in the business. And I'm going to throw it to my partner, the AVN award-winning King himself, Glenn King, GK, why don't you give us some opening thoughts, okay? Greetings, my friend Jim, and greetings to all my brothers and sisters out there who are listening to our podcast. I'm so excited to have you guys back and excited about our guest today, the great Brian Gosling. Why are you guys my brothers and sisters? You're all part of my family because you are all part of the age of adult entertainment enlightenment. What is that? Well, that is the new world that we're coming into where people are starting to understand adult entertainment is not just the secret thing that's happening behind closed doors in California and San Francisco anymore. It's out there. It's becoming prevalent in all of America. We're all becoming enlightened about adult entertainment being just normal, uh, uh, the normal way to make a living for people and having sexual fantasies is normal and something that should be encouraged it's it's part of enlightenment and that's why i'm excited about this podcast jim well it's also adult entertainment for the adult curious exactly adult talk for the adult entertainment curious so we're going to all you guys out there who are curious about the industry what's it like what's it like to be in it how can you get in it how do people make money what kind of frustrations do people experience that's you've come to the right place because that's what we're going to be talking about. Okay. Without any further ado, I'm going to toss it back to you, Glenn, with our guest, Mr. Gosling. All right. So Jim, I got to explain something to you. The traditional method of somebody getting into the adult entertainment industry kind of works like a regular job for a lot of people. They go and they find a way to work into the business as a production assistant or whatever. And then they, they, uh, or a lot of them start as male talent, and then they express an interest to a producer. Hey, man, you should really hire me to be a director. And then they get on with a company, and uh, they start doing pretty well, and then they find themselves as one of the directors in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, there's only X number of jobs in the business that are like that. There's only X number of director jobs in the business. It's like 10 or 20. Mm-hmm. So it's just not easy for people to get into the business that way. And I've always told people, there's other way to do it. You can just do it yourself. 
And our, our guest today is Brian Gosling. He is a director who directs for Evil Angel, but he got into the business the same way that I did, in that mm-hmm. he started producing his own content. He did it to bring his fantasies and things that he likes and stuff like that and put it on the screen. And as it blew up and he started doing really well, then he was contacted by some uh, more mainstream type organizations and ended up doing his own thing and becoming one of the the most popular and up and coming directors in the business. So this is a great person to bring on to talk to all the people out there who are kind of wondering, how do I get in the business? Uh, And we'll talk to somebody who's actually done it. So with that, let me introduce you to uh, one of the, the, the guys I really respect in the business, Brian Gosling. Brian, greetings. Hey, how is everybody doing? <laughs> nice to have you, Brian. Thanks for the kind words, Glenn. I really respect you too. I always have. I appreciate that. Yeah, you were coming in to Evil Angel just at the time that I was leaving Evil Angel. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And uh, you gave me gave me some good advice, and um, and you were definitely a uh, one of the normal people that I appreciated meeting in the business early on. You know. <laughs> My pleasure. I hope it, it helped you out. You seem to have done really well with him. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, it's uh, it's a it's a you know it's hard work every day, and um, you know the way that the industry is now is that uh, you know you really got to work for your money and earn it. But uh, as, I mean, as a producer director, uh, independent producer director like me. But uh, yeah, it's I'm no complaints. I'm very happy actually. Yeah, people don't necessarily understand that you don't really get paid a salary by Evil Angel. You're an independent producer, correct? That's right. Yeah, Evil. Yeah, Evil is my dist- distributor. So they um, they uh, they distribute a um, Evil Angel friendly version of my content on the web and uh, in DVD and VOD. Yeah, and so you first you make it for your for the web, and then you give it to Evil Angel and let them distribute a version of it. That's what you're saying. That's right. Yeah. And you put out the money for that. So how long does it take you before you you actually start making money on a video that you put out to them? Well, um, you know, it's it's really interesting for me because it's a real it's just a hodgepodge, you know, and. Um, I mean, I guess it's that way for everybody. Everyone's kind of uh, diversifying their revenue streams as much as possible, and that's what I'm doing as well. But um, you know, it's been it's been an uphill climb, and it takes uh, it takes a while to see uh, to see any like uh, significant you know any significant revenue coming in. But um, it's been about I think it's a little about three years now that the site has been live. And uh, we're doing well, you know. We're growing every day, and uh, that's what I'm. That's what I look for. That's my goal. So, uh, you know, doing well. Yeah. So, I, the reason I brought it up is I want people to understand that it doesn't work the way it used to. Even for independent producers, if you spend, and I'm just going to throw out a round number, like ten thousand dollars to make a DVD, which would include four scenes, and that's you know twenty five hundred, right. including the talent and so on then right. you, you will probably not even make $10,000 back off of the DVDs. What, what we producers no. do these days is we have websites, VOD sites, 
you make money off of the uh, Pornhub, perhaps, or, uh, exactly. or you make money off of um, clip stores and, and so on. Right. Um, well, well, let me. I don't actually. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was going to ask you about how you how you uh, got into the business because I think it's a very interesting story, and I don't know it. Right. Right. Well, it's um, it's it's uh, a long story, I guess, but. Basically, I had been, uh, I was growing marijuana, I've been in the medical marijuana business for a long time in the Bay Area. I used to live in uh, the uh, San Francisco, Oakland Bay Area, and uh, uh, me and a couple business partners have been working in uh, medical marijuana up there for a long time. Uh, We, you know, four years ago when I got started, five years ago when I got started, uh, it was all still, um, you know, medical marijuana was legal, recreational was not. So there was some incentive for my, me and my business partners to start a business uh, that was outside of the medical marijuana industry because um, for a bunch of reasons. So we decided to, I was actually, um, producing content on my own without anyone else uh, paying for it or involved with it uh, for for about six months up there in uh, Berkeley, Oakland, California. And um, eventually, it, it, I, I had the idea of, you know, just being really small, you know, a clip store, just basically just producing content and getting it to like, you know, try to pay for itself, you know, and basically, you know, trying to start an LLC, trying to start my own independent company that I could, you know, no matter how small it was, build on. So that's what I did. And then uh, I brought the idea to uh, my partner and friend. uh, And he, you know, he loved it. He was like, let's, let's go for it. Uh, He basically, you know, helped invest in uh, getting everything started. to really take it to the level that it is at now, and uh, yeah, it was it was it was a crazy leap. I've always been an artist. I I've I've done art all my life, and I've always wanted to sell my art. I've always wanted to start a business where I could just be creative and um, have that be my product. And uh, porn just kind of, and I also always wanted to, I wanted to start a business where I knew I wouldn't end up sick of the job, <laughs> you know, or at least have a, have a good chance of not being sick of this job. So I wanted right. to uh, so be do, adult, sounded like a good idea, and my business partner agreed. Well, okay, so explain to our, our listeners. About your art, so hook up Hotshot. What is it exactly, and, and how'd you come up with the idea? So, um, hook up Hotshot is uh, the idea is that um, it's a dating site only for people who want to hook up. No dating, no, no. Uh, so it's a real, true hookup app. Um, and the idea is that I am uh, finding these girls who are looking for, um, you know, no strings attached experiences. And uh, they're not getting, you know, they're not getting fucked right out there in the uh, out by their boyfriend or by whoever. So they come uh, onto the dating app to look for someone to hook up with. And uh, real man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, the that's the premise. And 
the idea is uh you know it's interesting because it uh it came from um it, it was pretty organic you know i was already using dating apps like tinder and whatnot to uh you know just hooking up in general and it basically you know just really seemed natural so uh we just kind of we just and it also seemed like a great idea because I wanted to come up with something that would be, you know, something I could rely on doing every week and also something not too, uh, you know, overly complicated or distracting from the content, which is really what the site is about, you know. Um, you know, when I first, before I got in the business, I went to uh, ABN one year and I wrote an article for uh, a magazine. And I interviewed Patrick Collins, who was the owner of Elegant Angel at the time. And he told me, he said, the secret to making great adult entertainment or great porn is that you don't build a scene around your fantasies so much as you, or you don't cast somebody from your fantasies so much as you, you cast the girls you like best, and then you find out their fantasies, and then you, you build a scene around what turns them on. And it seems like that's kind of what you do, because the, the girls seem very into what into the scenes when when you uh, cast them and shoot them. Yeah, I would say that that's probably you know that's just genius advice um, that you got because uh, yeah, that's hookup hotshot. It's really it's really interesting. You know, it's a whole process um, shooting here, or you know, and and I take it very seriously and. Um, and uh you know i communicating with the girls and really finding someone who wants to who understands what what it's about is you know is everything and if and it really it starts with the model you know what i mean having a model who is right. really honestly into this content loves it wants to be on the site wants to um wants to uh you know who, who enjoys everything about it because that's um that's what the members of my site like. It's really, uh, it's one of the things that I'm really proud of actually is that, you know, the majority of members of my site and the, the kink, if you want to call it that, that we have on Hook Up Hotshot is extreme porn that the girls clearly enjoy. Right. And, uh, you're and, rough and on my them. members really love it. Like it's, it's kind of, it's aggressive sex, right? How do you... Oh, yeah classify well what do you call the genre I, um as really dominant sex um uh i just pretty much simply like that just you know like almost fundamentally dominant sex it's just very simple uh stripped down there's no you know a lot of people will draw comparisons to uh, bdsm i don't i don't see a whole lot of uh comparison other than the dominant component you know but um yeah, I really just consider it dominant rough sex. But it well, comes from the erotic. Is, I'm sorry. I was just going to ask. I was saying, both... I call myself... Go ahead, Glenn. Uh, well, I was going to say, I call myself erotic female domination, erotic femdom, because I was uh -huh. trying to do BDSM without BDSM uh, on the female uh -huh. side. Right. And, and maybe that's what yours is, is erotic male dom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, a lot of times, you know, it, it the dominant stuff is all in um, 
the words and a lot of the stuff that doesn't happen on screen or even um you know overtly it's all in between the in between the lines and whatnot you know so i don't but yes it's um it's interesting let me ask you both yeah i was just gonna ask you both um in both cases it's the it's the women the talent who are in many ways dictating to you guys what they want to get out of the scene that makes the scene successful. Is that basically, I mean, that seems to sound exactly what both of you are talking about. Yeah, that's absolutely it for me. Basically, you know, I have a, I have a bunch of, of rules and caveats, you know, with if, uh, as to who I'm going to shoot. And one of them is, um, you know, if someone, if the model is honestly uh, going to be proud of this content, going to leave here happy and proud of the product, and I want to make something that her and I work together on creating that she enjoys and wants to show people just as much as I do. And without that, it's really not a good scene. It's really not a scene at all, if you ask me. Yeah, and and you've gotten some criticism on Twitter lately. I think from people who don't quite understand what you just said, you know, that the criticism was that you're only trying to shoot girls who are brand new and naive and don't understand what they're getting into. But I think that's really pretty far from what's correct, right? Yeah, yeah, I see that. Or yeah, that happened, uh, that came up. And, you know, what's so funny is that that is something that I am constantly checking myself on every single day. And especially when I'm considering uh, booking a model, I am constantly uh, making sure a big thing for me is I really only shoot models who um, I believe are doing this for healthy reasons. And uh, a lot of times people don't understand that, like, you know, finding out the reasons and the um, motivations for why someone is doing uh, doing porn or doing anything, it's not so easy to figure out just by um, judging them on their age. You know what I mean? Because, uh, uh, you know, sure, a lot of – it's basically it's a, it's a choice as to whether – how you want to treat uh, your models. You know what I mean? Do you want to be – someone who pushes uh, pushes them past their boundaries and exploits them so that you can get the kind of content that you want? Or do you want to shoot ethically, make sure that no one is hurt, uh, et cetera? And, um, you know, for me, it's not really a choice. It's just uh, if, if the content isn't shot responsibly and the model isn't here doing it for what we, what her and I would agree are healthy reasons, then, you know, it's not good content. Yeah, and, and, you know, and then also, I, I just, I really hate it when people say to me, well, you're not casting this type, so you're discriminating. And it's like, well, no, it's called marketing. <laughs> you know, like yeah, my yeah. audience, my audience likes big boobs and bimbo look, you know, uh, big lips and big butts and, mm-hmm. you know, Barbie dolls. And, and I've had people attack me on Twitter and just say that, oh, so, you know, you're, you're, you're uh, discriminating against the girl next door types. And it's like, right. well, I put my stuff up and whatever sells the most is what I tend to go try to do more of, you know, and it's yeah. simple. And I think you're doing the same thing too. In fact, I think you've tried some different things 
in terms of going with MILFs and so on and found that oh, the yeah. market yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I don't have, uh, I have, I'm the talent. So it's really, you know, it's whoever that I feel I want to work with. And, uh, but I really don't have any, any uh, specific types or any like, you know, uh, criteria for body types. I never talk about or, you know, that's never an issue with me for booking. Uh, I never, um, it's really about honesty real willingness to be here um you know health is a big important thing for me you know uh being healthy and uh and and you know but yeah the thing about people judging it's so funny this industry because you know it's not like uh we're not trading on a stock market we're not selling widgets we're not you know manufacturing uh you know license plates or something this is it's it's sex work and sex is all about desire, you know, uh, uh, you know, things that you can't write quite quantify as easy as these other things. And a lot of times people want to be like, oh, you know, if you shoot someone like this, then you should also shoot someone like this. And if you do this, right. then you should also be doing this. That's not how sex is. Sex is about, you know, it's about um, uh, this kind of ethereal thing that, I think people overlook when they say stuff like that. Especially when you're the talent. And this is something I go through too, is that sometimes I don't want to shoot a girl just because I'm not attracted to her. And I don't have well, yeah. that explanation. Exactly. But if I'm in the no. scene in a lot of cases, I'm just, I don't want to put myself in the scene with somebody that is not, you know, the kind of girl that I'm into. Well, to me, a big part of my uh, business and Hook of Hotshot especially is honesty like real true honesty where we're not we don't fake anything here and i mean that to we we respect you know we i respect sex i respect my partner enough to be honest completely and not fake anything and if i'm gonna you know i don't want to i don't want to lie to the model when i'm shooting them um just in order to get them in because of a certain body type it's just not fair to them or to me or to anyone else really Right. Well, I'm looking at your Twitter. So this is kind of interesting. Looks like your latest scene has Goddess Kaya. So we both did something unique with her. I gave her her first opportunity to do a scene that involved sexuality at all. She had never been in a scene where she had her, her vagina licked or whatever. Uh, uh -huh. or, you know, I think where a guy had made physical contact with her. Right. And, wow. and that looks like you have given her her first um, boy-girl scene, and, and it was also a chance for her to be submissive, I'm, I'm guessing, as well. How'd that yeah. go? Yeah. That was awesome. That was an awesome scene. Kaya was uh, was really amazing and is really amazing. Yeah, it was, uh, it was really interesting, you know. That's kind of the way that I do things is I don't, um, I just, I just go off of how I get along with people and how how um, how they approach me and how they carry themselves and whether I think that they're going to be um, you know someone that's a good match for the site and she just was I reached out to her I said you know I think you're gorgeous I'd love to shoot you sometime if you're ever open to it and uh, and she was and and we just kept talking and we we talked on the phone a few times before that and um, and it was great she she really is like me where she understands that shooting is 
a, you know, it's a fantasy, number one. Porn is a fantasy. And mm-hmm. a shooting a scene is, you know, we both agree to partake in a certain fantasy for this moment. And it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't reflect on you or your um, what you do outside of this moment. And uh, And you can really, you know, you do whatever you want. It doesn't. You, you shouldn't. Um, that you don't have to. Uh, you know, label yourself and limit yourself. And that uh, if you have the, really, it's just a matter of self confidence. Then you can really just go out and do whatever you want. And she, uh, she's the one who really, you know, brought that idea to it. And uh, and you know, it it went from there. It was a great scene. Glenn and I will be back with more of Let's Talk Adult right after this. The local wine shop, a place where people go to get confused, frustrated, and end up picking pretty labels instead of great wine. Well, now there's a better way. At tastingroom.com, America's number one personalized wine club. Every bottle is selected based on your personal wine profile, and fewer than one in 50 wines makes it through our rigorous selection process. We're so sure that you'll love our wines that every bottle is backed by our total satisfaction guarantee. The Huffington Post calls Tasting Room the first wine club to get it right. Get amazing wines at incredible prices, selected just for you, delivered right to you. Go to tastingroom.com and receive your exclusive tasting kit of world-class wines. Once you get your kit... Taste, rate, and build your personal profile one sip at a time. It's a no-brainer. Great wine without the guesswork, backed by our total satisfaction guarantee. Go to tastingroom.com, enter promo code GRAPE8, and get your exclusive tasting kit, a $40 value for just $6.95. Tastingroom.com, code GRAPE8. Tastingroom.com. Taste, rate, enjoy. More of Let's Talk a Doll with Major Limbs and, of course... This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five-cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. The one and only Glenn King. Um, real quick, um, do you have any performers that uh, you enjoy working with the most? I know, not really. I don't have any, uh, I, I tend not to do any, um, think of it even really like that. Uh, but I do have, I've had scenes where we kind of reach a moment that is, that is really standout special. Um, you know, uh, it's really hard to pick one. My new, my scene with my, uh, my submissive now baby goth, uh, was probably one of the, one of my favorites though. If I had to, uh, name one, it's a really, really, really good special scene. Is she, who's this girl? She had, a porn performer or that's her name is baby no goth? yeah her name is baby goth yeah no she's she's not really uh shooting porn uh yet but she wants she isn't really uh she's not wanting to yet but she's um she is my submissive she i met her oh, about a year ago now and um and yeah she lives here at the house and um oh, she's uh yeah we just started shooting uh, she, you know, she does camming and does other sex work stuff, you know, but um, I shot her first scene uh, just a couple months ago, and I actually just shot her first anal, uh, and that's going up on this site in about a month. 
Nice. Um, you know, we have Rocky Emerson on the calendar for next week. How did her scene go? Oh, Rocky's awesome. Yeah, she was great. That was another great one, you know, where, um, you know, Rocky is, she's just gorgeous and uh, taller than most models that I've shot. Uh, and, you know, some people might say that that wouldn't work or they would want, you know, they would not, they would argue against that, but that scene worked out great. I loved it. Yeah, I'm under 5'8", okay? I'm between 5'7 and 5'8". And uh, and I'm putting myself in a scene with Rocky next week, I think. Hey, you're going to love she's... it. <laughs> I'm going to do something it. where she's going to play, like, my new roommate that I found on Craigslist or something like that. Yeah. And I'm going to come home and find that she took the car, and then she'll come in and say, <laughs> like, oh, sorry, I scraped your Mercedes against something. It's got, like, a huge dent on the side. And then I'll be like, what, what you, who even said you could use the car? And then she'll shove me around and go, yeah, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. <laughs> no, man, she's got great energy, great actress. I mean, very smart, sharp girl. And, uh, yeah, we we shot her, and um, she's like, I think she's 6'3". I put her in five-inch heels, man. I got her. <laughs> I don't care. You know, she looks great. 6'3"? I didn't even realize she's that tall. 6'3"? Did you say without the heels? I th- I think so maybe oh yeah I don't want to miss yeah. the, I don't want to miss the miss height her but uh, I believe so but I mean you know I, it's all strength to me I think I think the, her height was was what one of the things that made the scene so special yeah I'm I'm excited about that um if people want to check out uh, Brian's website by the way it's hookuphotshot.com and if you look at his Twitter, Brian Gosling, B-R-Y-A-N-G-O-Z-Z-L-I-N-G, he's running a deal right now, which is just like, I'm just upset that you're running a deal this good because you're making me look bad here. Nine ninety five a month for life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. a good so one. Everyone check one of the good ones. That out. That's a yeah. Good when the nine ninety five a month uh, for life's uh, deal pops up, that's when you want to grab it because uh, there's a yeah. And we're I got so many great scenes that are coming up and so many booked that I mean, hookup shot is only getting better and better. Oh, who do you have coming up? Um, man, you know, let me bring up. There you go. That's awesome. I have Gene you put Wild. me on the spot like that, like I can't remember. <laughs> I never can remember who's I know, next. I, know, no I just know it's Rocky because of, we've been shut down from shooting for the last week, and uh, so I just uh, now I'm familiar with my calendar. Uh huh. I've got I've got some really great ones. Uh, Gabriela Lopez is amazing. I have uh, Kitty Carrera coming. Who I don't know if you've seen her. She's a uh, a newer girl who is in, just absolutely gorgeous, if you ask me. And um, lots of, I have Madison Maya is coming. Is uh, she's been she she was in the industry a little while, but I guess she's back. I've got Carmen Ray. I've got um, let me think here. Yeah, Rocky Emerson. Anal first anal is actually coming. She's we're gonna shoot her first Ooh, anal here on Hook Up Hot Shot. Nice. Very nice. That's you know I got to start watching your site more often because you you do get the newer girls, um, and then it's good for for me to take a look at them and see see them in action. And you're bringing out personality in them too, because some girls yeah. like for me it's not really a problem whether they can be 
dominant or not dominant. It's just a matter of whether or not they have personality that you can bring out in the scene by giving them a good role play. Right. And and one thing that's for sure that I uh, always kind of want to impart to other directors is I do shoot a lot of new girls, but if they end up on hookuphotshot.com, that means that that is a very reliable, very on the level, very smart and, uh, you know, good girl to shoot. You know what I mean? Because I don't shoot anyone who is questionable um, or going to, you know, give you a bad, um, give a bad scene or anything like that, you know? So, so that's uh, just something to remember, you know, for other producers and directors. Very important. I'm going to yeah. start texting you more often and asking you about girls that you shot because I need to start oh, yeah, I'll always... some more fresher well, faces me, on my know, side. For me, I do, I, I do a go-see with everyone where I sit and talk and watch um, some trailers with each model before I shoot. I talk, you know, pretty extensively with them about, um, you know, why they're here, what they want to get out of the scene, what they, um, you know, what they enjoy, what they don't. So, you know, I really, I take it serious, you know, and, um, and, and Hook Up Hot Shot, I always tell the girls it's a little different from other sites because, I don't have to um, fill any quotas. I don't have to produce any scenes. I really don't have to do anything. I only do stuff that I want to do and that is, you know, right. So, um, so uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's, not a, it's not a porn factory, you know, where, and, and you understand this too, Glenn, you know what I mean, where a lot of other sets might feel like that, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, you know, Jim wants to ask you about the the, the production hold, but I got to yeah. mention something real quick because you brought Go up ghosties. Um, I, I've stopped doing ghosties, Brian, because it's just so difficult to deal with the girls that don't get selected. You know, sometimes mm. I'll have a girl come on a ghostie and she fires off an email to me or a text, and it's like every yeah. week I get another one saying, "When are you going to shoot me?" I've had one yeah. girl on Twitter say I wasted her time because I didn't sh I ended up shooting her and it's like well that's it's not a waste of time you just don't know if yeah. you're gonna shoot a girl until you meet her but how do you deal with those that you um, that you don't pick? Well, um, you know that's a good question. Um, the ghosty issue for whatever reason hasn't come up, but I am constantly it's a major issue for me actually how to deal with uh, models that I don't end up shooting or don't want to shoot or don't choose to shoot for whatever reason. And I definitely have had some, you know, models in their, you know, when they, uh, in their darker moments, send me messages or reach out, um, you know, in anger because, because I'm not shooting them. And to them, I say, um, there are a lot of different factors that go into why I shoot someone and when. Um, and also that, um, I run a business. I'm not, I'm not a, uh, a, a fortune 500 co company or a, you know, foreign porn conglomerate like MindGeek. I don't have the capacity to shoot anyone I want or anyone who wants to shoot for me. So, um, you know, fortunately that's just, uh, kind of the way it shakes out, but, that's really, I just deal with it. I just try to be honest and straightforward. And, you know, if people act, um, you know, don't, don't want to accept that, then, you know, that's kind of their choice. 
It's you guys, tough. I mean, you know, everyone feels yeah. rejection. Sorry, go, Jim wanted yeah. to ask you about the. No, I was just, I was going to ask, a, I was just going to ask you both. Sure. Um, you both had a production hold. Explain what that is and tell us your thoughts on it, guys. Well, Glenn has been in the industry for much longer than me. He could probably take that one. Sure. Here's the thing. You, you know, what we do involves intimate contact. It is a job where people get intimately uh, uh, involved with each other, and there's always a danger of transmission of diseases. Mm-hmm. And as an industry, we can't really we can't eradicate HIV, for example. There's nothing we can do. Um, a certain percentage of the population is going to go and engage in a sex act somewhere in their life and get and catch a disease. And then what we have to do in the industry is contain it. You know, our objective is to is to put up a wall or a barrier around our industry that prevents a person from going outside the industry, contracting a disease, bringing it into the industry, having sex with somebody on set, and giving that to them. And then once it's behind the wall, well, then, you know, you, you, it could end up getting transmitted to multiple people. That's our nightmare scenario. So what we do is we, we test every 14 days. Um, if you're a performer, you get tested sometime within the last 14 days before you do a scene. And hopefully we catch somebody um, who, before they can perform. And most of the time, what it is is that somebody who has never performed before goes to a testing facility before their first scene and then finds out shocking and horribly that they, they have HIV. Cause a lot of people don't even realize they have it yet. Um, and what happened this week is that a performer, we don't really know who it is or whether it's a, a guy or a girl, we don't find out that information, but we found out that somebody contracted HIV. And so the first thing they do is they go and, and grab everybody and say, well, who, who have you performed with? That's the immediately they need to know. So then they retest anyone who's been in a scene with that person. And if you don't have anybody that got it, um, if, if you don't have two people that are in the industry that have it, then at least you know for starters that it didn't get transmitted on set. And why is that important? Because if it didn't get transmitted on set, then you have a lot less uh, danger that it's in the wild or uncontained where you don't really know how many people got exposed. So for the just this week, we've been shut down all week as they investigated what happened here, made sure that they knew everyone who was exposed to this individual and um, retested anyone who may have been exposed. And then we won't start shooting again uh, until we know for sure that it's it's contained. So so there you go. That's that's kind of the situation. And again, we don't know whether it's a guy or a girl. And, and we as an industry do nothing but try to uh, help and respect that person. And we certainly hope he or she um, you know, gets the, the help that they need. Anything to add to that, Brian? No, I mean, just just the, you you put it perfectly. I mean, uh, I, again, sex work is different than working at an at a normal or, or another. I don't mean to say normal, but another job that you know is more quantifiable, and uh, it takes this. Um, it takes an element of. Uh, you know, real, it has, it has different risks is what I'm saying. And that, uh, it's just one of the things that we deal with, uh, and that, um, and we, I really appreciate, uh, just the way that we do it to make sure that, um, you know, it doesn't get spread or transmitted to anybody, uh, anybody else. And it's, um, you know, it's just one of the risks of this industry and having sex really in life. 
Yeah, as far as we know, no one has actually transmitted a uh, HIV on set since 2004. So that's mm. a pretty good track record. This system does actually work for the most part. Uh, you know, I mean, it's possible that something could happen, but for the most part, it works. And and people have to understand that we're entertainers. We all are. Um, and there's a risk, just the same way that. You know, if you're a football player, then you can end up yeah. with a concussion anytime you go out exactly. on the field. And if you're a pro, like pro wrestlers, I don't know if you you saw the movie with uh, was it Randy the Ram? Um, oh yeah, I forget I the, the name. Yeah, you know, and that guy in the movie is like 50 years old or so, and his doctors told him that you're going to die if you go out and wrestle again. And he tries to stay away, but then he just chooses to do it. He climbs up to the top rope, and in the end of yeah. the movie, spoiler here, he's he's about yeah. to pretty much risk his life. That's kind of what we do. We're, we're all aware that, yeah, some really bad things can happen, but we love what we do and yeah. we do our best to minimize the risk and mm-hmm. we're okay with it. We we understand that that risk is there. Yeah. And uh, you know, our, is that, uh, you know, you can contract STDs out in the real world without, you know, not on the, not on set or in the industry as well. You know what I mean? So it's really just a matter of, uh, understanding and 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 managing you know different risks but you know, you know what's speaking funny Brian? to both of you guys in in your case is what you've just said for all intents and purposes though the average person doesn't go out and get tested every two weeks therefore your chances probably on one of you guys's sets of getting a disease is less than if right. you or i or anybody goes out and has exactly. you know sex with somebody um who we haven't known for a great deal of time right I'm terrified of having sex outside our industry. I went to Dominican Republic for vacation last month, and I kept thinking, well, if I meet a girl and then I have sex with her, like, I don't know if she's been tested or what. And, you know, you use a condom, but you're not really sure exactly what you're getting into. But, you know, at the same time, I'm so much happier that the, the girls that I have sex with off camera and on camera, I know they're tested within the last 14 days. It's not yeah. them I'm scared of having sex with. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, and a lot of it is, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's stigma drives so much of the, uh, you know, the, um, a lot of the uh, fear, you know what I mean? And it's just that stuff in, in the industry, we are better at understanding and coping with and, uh, you know, disregarding stigma or at least we try to be. So, um, you know, it's like much better. It's getting tested often as much, you know, every two weeks is much better than what the rest of the population does. Mm-hmm. Well, where is the industry going, Brian? Where do, where do you see yourself doing five years here? Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, I've got a lot of ideas and I think about this stuff a lot as an independent producer and, and just me and what I, uh, you know, my stake in this industry. Um, I, I mean, if I'm going to, it's hard to make any prediction, but I do believe, or at least um, I think that the internet is going to move in more of a direction of regulation uh, with what with net neutrality and everything. I think that the conversation has started around um, what it would be like, what it would look like to regulate the internet or, you know, does the internet need regulation? That conversation has started. 
the way I look at it is, you know, we're in the wild west of the internet and have been for 10, 15 years. And um, as someone who owns a legitimate business on the internet, you know, I have certain interests and whatnot around that stuff. And, um, you know, I think that regulation is going to start coming in. And I think, hopefully, my hope is that, you know, the tube site machine gets shaken up a little bit. The industry finally, or, you know, gets some type of real comprehensive platform. Something happens which makes it so that um, independent, independent producers can become successful more you know often or at all really i mean it's like the way it is now being an independent producer coming into this the the industry um at, from the outside is very difficult to be what anyone would label successful and as far as i'm concerned that's mostly due to um you know what i call the free porn epidemic and uh free porn culture this um this culture that's developed in the last 10 years um, in the mainstream population that porn is free, should be free, and always will be free. And uh, it's really interesting, you know, I, I part of me has, is, you know, is opposed to free porn as a businessman because I own, I own content. And then a big part of me is also against free porn culture for the effects that I that I see it has on uh society and uh sexuality especially. So um so that's uh, that's kind of so where do I see it in five years? I see myself, you know, making the same making good, real, independent, honest content and um just trying to uh you know trying to trying to uh you know make my way through this uh through the industry you just want to keep doing this forever that's what you're saying i mean i don't have i mean i'm locked in man i mean there's no there's no <laughs> you know what i'm saying this is my uh i do i'm 49 business. man i got no other exactly. skills. i got no place to go exactly <laughs> this is exactly. your 401k yeah yeah this right. is my 401k and i'm not going to be getting laid by 19 year olds uh, if yeah. I get out of the industry, you know? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. And, um, yeah, so that's my, I don't have any plan on getting out. And that's a really, that's actually another, an important thing that I would say to anyone coming in, you know, like, yes, have an exit strategy whenever you can. That's good business or life advice. But don't get into this thing if you think you're going to get rich quick or that you want to just be in it for a couple of years and then get out. I mean, this, the, I think that the people in this business who um, really uh, do really have an effect and, um, you know, are worthy of respect are people who have, you know, are committed to it. Well, Ryan, that's a great, well, that's uh, go, I was going to say, that's a great place to, uh, begin to, to wrap things up here um you know sure. it's wonderful to have that kind of if you're not passionate about it then uh you don't want to be in it oh yeah, yeah let's, let's ask brian to to you know along those lines you, you've got somebody out there in the world who's passionate and thinks they want to be in the adult industry 
Let's wrap this up by having you give your best advice to somebody about how they get started and how they can can uh, take that plunge. Yeah. Um, uh, number one is make sure that you are healthy physically and mentally, that you're in the right place to take on a life-changing project first. I mean, you know, I feel like a lot of people want to jump into this without um, realizing that this will change your life and that if you don't have all of your, you know, all of your house in order before you start something like this, um, that can be really disruptive and harmful to your life. Uh, so that's number one. Number two, uh, passion is number one, is everything. I mean, you have to have a real passion that when no one else is around, when you don't have social media to get feedback from, whatever, the passion is still there. You have to be passionate, uh, have it, have a uh, an en- unending source of passion that you can always draw from and uh, that will sustain you because the way I look at it, uh, most people, you know, just lose the passion or lose the, you know, whatever that they had that motivated them. And uh, that's when you fail because um, if you have passion and, and drive, uh, you really can't fail. And then um, second, the third thing I'd say is really, I mean, as a male performer, a heterosexual male performer, really a no, know that this job is, first and foremost, about understanding women as a hetero performer, by understanding your partner, your scene partner, and that um, if you want to do this job, you are going to be put through the college of life, the the ultimate school of life, and uh, you really need to be open and willing to understand women and uh, and respect them on a real fundamental level. If you have any questions or think that you, you know, don't have that figured out or you have any kind of animosity to women or anything like that, this is not the job for you whatsoever. And people will find that out and that will come out and you will fail. So, um, so you know, just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. That's what I tell everybody. That's what this job is all, right, all but about. I got to nail you down to something more concrete here. Should people okay. get a resume ready to send out to, to try to oh. apply to be a porn director or like because oh. you oh. you're one of the few people that actually managed to, to crack the code here and, and start no, from nowhere and get into the industry. I mean, I just all I did I got on XBiz forum and I started uh, making posts saying, Hey, I have this idea, I wanna do this, um, can anybody help me? Start talking to people. Um that's really that's that's really the only advice that I could have like concrete is just start talking to people and 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 the passion and have passion and and it will carry it'll carry you through because I mean there are no resumes you know no one as far as I, as far as I know <laughs> no there are no uh, applications it's really just about um talking to people and um and, um, you know, doing things for the right reasons, that is concrete. That will take you, you know what I mean? Like, because people see that and they'll hire you because of that. And, uh, and uh, you know, that's that's my best advice. Well, and I, I assume also, guys, that it also takes some 
business sense as well. I mean, you have to be realistic, as you said oh, well, about. Uh, go ahead. Well, uh, yeah, there is something. A lot of times, people ask me how to get into the industry, and what what it really is is how you get into any industry. I mean, do you want to work for somebody? Do you want to be an employee? of an industry or do you want to own a business in an industry? Those are two separate things and you got to decide which one of those you want to do. You know, and uh, some people want to, if you just want to be a porn performer or, or whatnot, um, that's one thing. But if you want to own a business and, and uh, you know, be a part of the, uh, the trade market that goes on, then that's a whole different thing, you know? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, how do we get in touch with you? Social media, the sites, the whole 10 yards. Twitter, Brian Gosling, all one word. Um, the website is hookuphotshot.com. Um, that's pretty much the only social media or uh, it's most, that's all the media that is really worth uh, mentioning. And, uh, yeah, we are, you know, new update every week, shot in 4K, streaming and download. Um, and, um, yeah, what? This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. The new, lots of really new special stuff coming up, so now's the time to join. Very cool. And lifetime membership, Get out right, there and join. Yeah, lifetime lifetime that, membership at $9.99 per month right now. Go get that. Yeah. I'm getting that. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Thanks very much to our guest, Brian Gosling, for joining us. We'll be back with four of Let's Talk Adult right after this. The local wine shop, a place where people go to get confused, frustrated, and end up picking pretty labels instead of great wine. Well, now there's a better way. At tastingroom.com, America's number one personalized wine club. Every bottle is selected based on your personal wine profile, and fewer than one in 50 wines makes it through our rigorous selection process. We're so sure that you'll love our wines that every bottle is backed by our total satisfaction guarantee. The Huffington Post calls Tasting Room the first wine club to get it right. Get amazing wines at incredible prices, selected just for you, delivered right to you. Go to tastingroom.com and receive your exclusive tasting kit of world-class wines. Once you get your kit... Taste, rate, and build your personal profile one sip at a time. It's a no-brainer. Great wine without the guesswork, backed by our total satisfaction guarantee. Go to tastingroom.com, enter promo code GRAPE8, and get your exclusive tasting kit, a $40 value for just $6.95. Tastingroom.com, code GRAPE8. Tastingroom.com. Taste, rate, enjoy. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Now, if you have not yet taken the opportunity to join and subscribe to our podcast, please do that. We make it very simple. All you have to do is go to the iTunes store. Why? Because we're pleased to be part of the Apple Podcast family. You can find us at Google Play. You can find us at Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and many, many other places. All you have to do is search. Let's Talk Adult with Glenn King and Jim Williams. That's Let's Talk Adult with Glenn King and Jim Williams. And guess what? All you have to do is hit the favorite button or the subscribe button. And each week you'll get a brand new edition of the show sent directly to your 
tablet or to your phone or to both, okay? We sure make it simple so we can get more subscribers. Please go out there and help us today. All right, thanks so much. Okay, we know that a lot of you want desperately to know more about what's going on in the industry. Not a problem. We are here for you. And if you have any guests that you want specifically for us to seek it down, then that's not a problem either. But what you have to do is very simply hit us up on our email address, which is let's talk adult. That's let's talk adult at gmail.com. Let's talk adult at gmail.com. Send us all your comments, requests, and everything to that email address, and we will do our best to get back to you and let you know what we're doing. Okay? All right. So without any further ado, Mr. King, some closing thoughts. Closing thoughts. Here's a quote for you. Uh, This one relates to Brian Gosling, and it's from the great Frank Zappa. And he tells us, if you end up with a boring, miserable life because you listen to your mom, your dad, your teacher, your priest, or some guy on television telling you how to do your shit, then you deserve it. So don't be like that. Be like Brian. Uh, Don't listen to anybody. Uh, Follow your passion and and be what you want to be in life. Well... Well said, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Let's Talk Adult with Glenn King and Jim Williams. Join us next week. All right. Take care and have a wonderful week. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only. Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only. Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.